Welcome back. This is Chelsea Onched. Glad to have you here at Ched Nation. Well, there is no shortage of drama when you talk about the royal family. And now Prince Harry is having his day in court. We're going to find out exactly why and what's been going on with our guest, who's a PhD candidate in early modern history at McMaster University. Justin Volk is joining the show. Justin, thank you so much for making the time. Always good to talk to you. And I know that it's always a pleasure to cover Prince Harry because you do a lot of work covering him. He is no stranger to scandal, drama, and being in the public eye. And here we go again, right? Absolutely. And it, it's funny you say that I cover him because, I mean, I wouldn't say that's what I do, but he just keeps coming into the news cycle <laughs> and now he's taking on the news itself. This isn't a huge surprise if anyone read his book. If you are familiar with Spare and you read some of the stories that he talked about, I mean, he talked a lot about, um, you know, the news media, specifically in Britain. It really, Justin, it operates very differently there. It seems like it's sort of the Wild West in terms of just really being able to hound people, specifically the royals, right? Yeah, there's a very predatory nature to the tabloid press over there. And, and I think we need to make this distinction here, that he's not going after media in general, but it's, it's these paparazzi, it's these tabloids that just, they hound people. And, I mean, one of the foundations of this entire case is the fact that the British tabloids have been prosecuted and charged in the past for hacking phones, for hacking emails. So there seems to almost be like this no-holds-barred approach when it comes to the tabloids, and no one's really sure who should be calling the shots and where where the buck stops. Like, who should be holding them accountable? No one really seems to want to ask that question. Well, it, it's interesting because I think it becomes a big dilemma considering the fact that these, um, these stories are really widely consumed. I mean, this is sort of a way of life in British culture, is it not? It is, and it's not just British culture. It's it's Western culture. North America, you know, we buy the the tabloid magazines too. We we buy those cheap magazines when we're in line at the grocery store. Because they sell, and so it keeps going. So, I mean, there's also this element that as long as people are going to keep buying them, the media is, the tabloid media is going to keep doing what they're doing to get the dollars. So let's go to the essence of this case. Prince Harry is suing the Mirror Group, and part of that includes the fact that he believes that they did hack his phone. What are the details that we know about his motivation to sue this group? Well, I mean, he has had a very contentious relationship with the Mirror Group going back many years. He tackles them head-on in his book. Uh, a number of, of senior um, officials and staff had been taken down and charged you know, a number of years ago with hacking. But Harry is convinced that this has still continued, and he is just going, he's going after them because he's convinced that every detail of his life has been effectively surveilled and snatched up and, as, as he put it, has been ruined by the mirror group. 
there are a couple ways that you can look at this case and you can say, well, look, you were born into a situation like this. You had to expect that you were going to be covered. This is this is what happens when you are a celebrity of that caliber. You're a royal. I mean, you're in a completely different um, tier of, of people, of society compared to the rest of us. And then there's also the fact that this is someone who is so well-known that doing something like this and suing the Miro Group could actually really hold them accountable and set a really interesting precedent moving forward. Do you think that it will have that effect? If the case goes the way Harry wants, it, it absolutely could be a major moment because of the way that legal precedent works in Britain. But if things go similarly to how they went for Harry today, um, <laughs> it may not go so well. Um because Harry doesn't seem to really fully understand the scope or the realities of things outside of his immediate circle based on just what he said and how he's been acting related to these proceedings in the last few days. But but if this goes well for him, this could be a major moment in British media history. So expand on that a little bit. How has he come across as someone who is out of touch? Well, for one thing, he didn't show up on the very first day. Even the judge said that they were quite surprised that Harry wasn't there. Uh, he had been back in L.A. for his daughter's birthday, and certainly, you know, as a father, want to give him credit for being there for that. But he was told he could get called that first day. And so for a judge presiding over a case right away to say, like, I I'm not thrilled here with how you behave. That's not off to a good start. And then a lot of the questions he got today, were, the answers were very, well, I don't know the answer. I don't remember it specifically. I can't give you a direct answer, but I know how it made me feel. And I think we can certainly appreciate his feelings, but in a court of law, when they're basing it on facts and evidence, that's not giving the lawyers a lot to build their case on. It makes it look like Harry hasn't done his, his research, he hasn't done his due diligence. So it's just not reflecting well on, on how he's approaching it. I'm surprised given how passionately he's expressed his disdain for for this type of media, for tabloid media and for paparazzi his entire life. So you would think that he would come into this just, you know, guns a-blazing with a team that's really armed him with some really solid evidence and proof. It feels like a really, like a lax approach. Why, why do you think that that's been the way that he's handling it? Because I think he is operating on the belief that his emotions are evidence. I firmly believe that everything he has felt about the media is sincere, uh, and certainly the, the detrimental effect they've had on him and his family and their mental health, and just, I mean, look at Diana, everything they did to her. But he, we see this in his book, we see this in his press releases, in the events last month with that whole um, chase in New York. Harry does tend to present his emotion as if they're tangible evidence and he doesn't seem to understand that that's not how the evidentiary system works that's not how unbiased verdicts are formed they're part of it but they're not the only thing he just he seems to be trapped in the trauma of his, his own emotions because he's never talked about actually getting over them he's talked about 
he's traumatized and he has PTSD and he's talked to people before, but he's never really said that he's getting better or moving on. Yeah, I mean, the headline has been that he spoke about the fact that this uh, this relentless hounding of him led to depression. And that's, I mean, that's a major headline, but it is really, it's part of the story that he's been saying and suggesting for quite some time. And I think you also have to be really careful with the fact that his reputation is pretty precarious. You know, I think that there were some people that were really won over by his memoir. Certainly, I mean, it was it was read by so many people and, and so popular with one of the most best-selling uh, memoirs of all time. But I think that there's still this really delicate dance when it comes to public appetite for him and for this story. And this just sort of seems to continue down that path of whining. And I'm not saying it's not legitimate, but I don't know that it's being received very well. And we don't need to look too far into the past to see how quickly that public opinion can turn against him. Because look at what happened with that South Park episode. That was a major moment in which American public opinion, which had been very much supportive of Harry and Meghan, dramatically shifted and went into the negatives just after that episode. And the fact that Harry has multiple lawsuits going... Right now, there's a lot of attention, but I think when we get to, to lawsuit three, four, five, people are going to kind of be getting a bit of Sussex saturation. I think they're going to be saying, like, okay, enough already. And if, he, and if he loses them, if he keeps losing them, it's just going to make him look like he's being petty. I'm not saying he is, but lawsuit one failed. You've got lawsuit two. That failed. Lawsuit three. So if it doesn't go his way, it could go really badly for him in public opinion. I mean, to their credit, um, you know, if you're looking at them as a, as a team, as a true duo, uh, Meghan Markle, his wife, uh, did fight back against the tabloids. She actually won a privacy case against one of them. Um, but it feels like there's almost an unwinnable battle here. The, 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 the tabloid media, at least in Britain, just they hold so much power. I mean, is this an impossible uphill challenge that he's taken on? I don't think so simply because of the, the verdicts that came down several years back against Rupert Murdoch and his media groups, where it was revealed to the world that they had committed privacy violations and they had committed these crimes. So it has opened up um, kind of Pandora's box on the British media, and it's opened them up to this, this level of scrutiny where, the tabloid media, I should say, where... People are saying, well, wait, this is in the realm of possibility. So even if we take Harry out of the equation and his feelings out of the equation, this could still win on the merits because there's precedent for the fact that they've done some really shady, really crappy stuff to get stories in the past. What's the um, the dollar value that's at stake here, Justin? I mean, is this something that's set up to get Prince Harry, you know, a big payday or is this just a, on principle? I personally don't have the numbers in a lot of his media dealings, there does tend to be quite a large dollar sign attached to it, usually to the tune of around $100 million. But this does seem to be more about principle, and this seems to be more based on setting up a boundary against this predatory media, against these tabloids. Because if he wins this, there will now be a legal recourse not just for him, but in theory, other members of the royal family 
if the media crosses a line and they can prove it, they can now take action and sort of defend their privacy. So there is an important sort of moral principle that is at stake here that could be really impactful, actually not even just for the royal family, but anyone who's got kind of a high profile in, in Britain. And it could set a precedent for Hollywood even one day because there there's certainly there's certainly, you know, social relationships between, you know, Hollywood and London. So anything is possible here. Well, we'll watch and see exactly how it's going to play out. Justin, thank you so much for sharing your insight this afternoon. Really appreciate your time. My pleasure. Justin Volk is a PhD candidate in early modern history at McMaster University.